Jean! No! An X-Men The Animated Series Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to Jean! No! An X-Men The Animated Series Podcast. I am your first co-host, Sarah Musak. I am your second co-host, Matt Schrader. And I am your third co-host, Natalie Lopez. Friends, thank you so much for coming back. We are knee-deep, arguably hip-deep, in the (laughs) Dark Phoenix saga, which is really the story of stories in in X-Men history. And uh, I I have to say that this was really exciting for me, not only because I loved this story growing up, but revisiting it, it was like, oh, I remember why I loved this because it had the Hellfire Club's inner circle, it had the Imperial Guard, it had big battles. Gene was suddenly awesome after seasons of being a nothing. Oh, that no. fair, that fair. Ah, yeah, of being oh, no. Scott's appendage. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, here we are. So just Oof. out of curiosity. So man, I know you watched this as as a young person. Did you remember a lot of it? Or was this, this kind of new for you coming back? I remembered nothing yeah. of this. Not a line, not a single cell of animation. It was all erased from my memory in the convening 30-ish years. Um, yeah. So there you so have, there it. We have uh, it. But uh, mm-hmm. enjoyed it, of course. It was very 90s X-Men. But uh, but listen, I mean, I, I remember the Phoenix saga. I remember Gene getting taken over by the Phoenix. I know what happened. I know it was all very fraught, but yeah, as far as the, the show goes, I don't Excellent. It. Welcome back. And Natalie, welcome for Thank the you. first time. What did you, because you. you saw some of the X-Men movies. Were you familiar at all with the Phoenix Saga or the Dark Phoenix Saga from anything? Okay, so I do remember Famke Jansen serving up all the looks um, mm. as as Dark Phoenix, um, but I'm not going to lie, I keep meaning to rewatch those. I'm genuinely uncertain where they're even streaming because of all those sprite steals. Um, mm-hmm. And like, but I, it, I remember enjoying them in the theaters. Um, I remember my dad being extremely excited for just all of the things um, X-Men just because, oh, that's his jam. So um, he was trying to explain a lot to me and <laughs> I'm sitting there like <laughs> trying to watch the movie and like making him stop talking um, and he would point out the inaccuracies and he's still very upset that Angel was not, don't, you know what, we're not even gonna bring that up. Um, he's not, still not happy about Angel. Um, so yeah, um, that was real, real tiny intro and mm-hmm. mostly just, I love PMP, she's so awesome. And that was about it. So this was a great way to kind of get back into it. Excellent. Yeah, I remember when Famke Janssen was uh, was Jean and they did this bit because it was The Last Stand, right? It was X-Men The Last Stand. And I, be, I remember being told okay. how terrible it was. But this was one of those examples. And I've had a few recently where people just tell me it's terrible. I go in with zero expectations and have a very good time. And that was one of them. And yes. I, I honestly think that between okay. that and the most recent one with Sansa Stark, What's her name? Sophie Turner. Yep. And was far superior with all with all due respect to the casting crew of that that film. Anyway, well, you know what's even better? Um, X-Men, yes. the animated series, Phoenix Saga, Dark Phoenix hey. Saga. So we are, yes. we are in it. And we obviously, I shouldn't say obviously, but we, thank God, get some previously on X-Men because there's been a lot of previously on X-Men a in lot. the last couple of episodes. 
So I think the important points were that the X-Men were captured by the complete and utter asshole Sebastian Shaw and his inner circle, and they were held prisoner. And Jean was made into their BDSM-loving black queen. And she- what the hell? I know, I know. Well, it's like Jean's, Jean's been a good girl, and now it's time for her to be- a bad girl. So I think mm. that's I think that's kind of what's up. So she turns against them uh, and says, "You know, your attempt to use me has opened my eyes." And I was so I was so reminded of that Madeline Kahn scene in Clue, right when she's Mrs. White. It says flames, flames, flames on the side of my flames. Face. <laughs> I think yeah. Gene, Gene is She's definitely channeling Yeah, that. Dark Phoenix is definitely flames on the side of my face. Uh, and so we, <laughs> we find out real quickly that Dark Phoenix is the villain. Through this body, I felt the thrill of that evil. Now I thirst for more. And we she, she drives it home. The mortal Jean Grey is no more. I am fire made flesh. I am power incarnate. I am the Dark Phoenix. And she has a great body. Body, great outfit, great hair. Jean, get it. Oh. Yes. No, it's superb. I just all yep. of it. You know what? You Dark Phoenix. And, that's fine. And, uh, just, that's fine. You're fine. Did, it's, and I think too, it's enhancing I, the world. Did you, did, Natalie Amit, did you grow up with Disney's Sleeping Beauty at all? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, oh, yeah. like, can we agree that the blue dress was the right dress? We can because that pink was just an awful like Pepto Bismol pink. Now, mm-mm, like no, so fucking no, no. But, but mm-hmm. I feel the same way about Dark Phoenix. It was a classy costume. dress, actually. Which dress? The, well, like where the blue and the pink like kind of clashed. Oh yeah. And they made that like great like kind of like that paint splat. That actually. Oh, oh, I hear you. But I feel the same way about Dark Phoenix costume. Like I don't. The Phoenix mm-hmm. costume's fine, but Dark Phoenix is awesome. That yeah. reminds me no, it's of, really good. Uh, it's really good. When, growing up as a kid, my grandparents' neighbors made me a Princess Aurora blue dress in the second grade <gasps> for Halloween, which no. sounds cool until you remember oh, that no. sometimes in Chicago in the winter, it's cold. And so then you have to cover up your beautiful outfit with a big puffy coat. Yeah, so scene one, where we last left our heroes, the Phoenix Firebird rages and caws above the city. And the X-Men join Cyclops on the roof to face her. And I, I love I love whatever a cartoon villain says, never! And she does, because it's like, you, you wish me to give up the body. Never. Never. And uh, yeah, and she, they, then there's a weird moment when she says there is a power beyond good and evil, the power to create and the power to destroy. And then she makes a little flame unicorn in her hand, which isn't necessarily what I would expect. Maybe like a dragon, but the unicorn's kind of kind of cute. I love mm-hmm. it. I want a fire unicorn. Yeah, th- not as cute as the flame puppy that Rogue made when she siphoned off Pyro's powers, but still pretty Fair. good. Yeah, and I also like that. Yeah, the, that whole sequence. I don't know if it was just like my connection or something like that, but it was very, very flashy and just like from one thing to another. It just it like, like some strobe effect. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like this. Should have like a warning. This should have like a, that one episode of Pokemon seizure warning. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> like that was, well, that uh, was wait, rough. What, what happened in Pokemon that they needed to do that? Oh, there's one specific episode. I think it was only only aired in Japan, but it was like mm. there was like some serious flashing and it gave like a fair amount of kids seizures. Oh, uh, my gosh. And so, yeah, gosh. they just kind of said, like, we're not even translating this one. This is like we're cutting it off. <laughs> Nobody gets to see it. If like you really want to see it, go look for it on YouTube at your own risk. Yeah, but uh, yeah, th- I think I think this one needed some kind of warning because yeah. But also like, were those real flames they showed a couple of times? Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, I mean, they, so like, notes, cut like, out the, the heck background. Is going on? That was wild. <laughs> yeah, they like, cut out the background. It just made real fire. Real flame. Real fire. Like Phoenix is so freaking wild. She is just transcending animation and going into real flames. Correct. Correct. Yeah, it's, I love it's at like, one point Beast is like, "Oh dear." <laughs> yes, I love yeah. that too. Oh, oh dear! Like Hank, you're speaking for all of us right here. <laughs> Another statement there. <laughs> oh, so yes, and I love too that Beast is like taking the scans, like like everything's going to hell, but he's like, "Science must must do the yeah. science." Right? He's like, "Well, there's excellent data here." <laughs> so I can't lose keeps... this data. Cyclops keeps trying to reach Gene. He says, Gene, can you hear me? The Phoenix says, Gene Grey can hear nothing. And he, then he yells, Gene, fight it, as if she can hear him, which we find out later she can. But it was sort of one of those moments where it's like, she just told you she can't hear you. Right. But she's lying, you know? Like, yeah, clearly. That's true. Uh, but yeah, this is this is all very like there is no Dana, there is only Zool. Yes, very yes. <laughs> Very gatekeeper. <laughs> Did you notice that there were people watching from their office windows? Even though it was nighttime, there was like a whole office building and everyone was at the windows and they were all in their office wear, like dudes in suits. It's nighttime. So I don't know what work they're doing. And I have to be honest, there maybe it's because people were just out and about. I just assumed it was a weekend, <laughs> but apparently it's not. Go figure. I was confused by the crowd all of a sudden out of nowhere that they shot to, but they never established before. And I was like, oh, oh, we have an audience. Okay, that's, mm-hmm. uh, yes, because there's people that live here. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I guess but... they got to up the stakes across the board. Yeah, you've got like the people just hanging yeah. out in the nighttime park. And then you've got mm-hmm. the people working late who are probably very upset they had to work late now. Mm-hmm. That there's like this galactic battle happening. No outside. overtime is worth this. Mm-mm. I know. They yeah, thought it was right. going to be great overlooking Central Park. They're mm-hmm. wrong. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Joke's on so, them. So yep. Cyclops begs Gene not to leave him. <laughs> which I get Don't it. He's trying to make me. the personal connection. But it's like this is this is about more than you, buddy. This is not yeah. this is not your girlfriend leaving you. <laughs> like that's yeah, not little, that's not the scene. A little clingy. A little clingy, Scott. Yeah. Uh, Phoenix blasts all the X-Men and Wolverine lands in the lake in Central Park with my favorite line. Matt, do you want to say it? He hates ducks. I hate ducks. (laughs) (laughs) I love that at first it's just ducks. 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 (laughs) Yeah, my 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 note is Logan ducks. He hates ducks. Like what? What? What has this been? Is this a known thing about Wolverine that he hates ducks? I just hope I that he like, saw Indiana Jones and he was like, "Oh, that guy's uh-huh. kind of kind of cool. Uh-huh. He exactly. ate snakes. I got right. I got to get something. What's my what's my thing? What's my thing? What's, what's my animal nemesis? Mm. Well, Ducks. Yeah, yeah Indy's 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 got snakes. Indy's dad's got mm-hmm. rats. Okay, what's the next logical thing? Mm-hmm. Ducks. Central Park ducks. ducks. Yeah. Central yeah. Park ducks. 
Yeah, so Battlewise Jean's just blasting everybody everywhere. Uh, Storm catches Beast, and then Cyclops piles on, and she crashes. Uh, Gambit is caught by Rogue for, like, the first of three times in this episode. And we get that awkward line, (laughs) Gambit can't help notice you save him, Cher, and not Wolverine. Must be my way with women. And she says, don't flatter yourself, Swamp Boy. And then she drops him in the lake. Yeah. With those nasty with ducks. ducks. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think? Do you think because Gambit grew up in the bayou, like anything less than a crocodile is a good? I feel like anything less than a crocodile won't ruffle him. That's true. That's yeah. Really I, good. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's gonna get. Um, I don't know. No, I don't think he's gonna care. Or getting wet is very damp out there. It is the true. He's damp most <laughs> of the time. I think he is. He's a he's a moist man. <laughs> Certainly. Yeah, and then and then Wolverine said, "Never make that woman mad at you." Mm. Yeah, as if he has some experience. So mm. I had questions. Like, did I miss something there? Because that that never no. happened. No, they never. <laughs> not they never boned to my knowledge. I'm sure there's some fanfic out there, or they were seeding something. Wolverine's just had sex questions. with yeah. a lot of people. So and Rogue has not. <laughs> So no. I wonder though. He's a hoe. I wonder, okay. Actually, now that you brought it up, I wonder if like, has it ever happened that that Rogue has like drained Wolverine? I'm just curious, like with mm. his healing factor, if he'd be able to like not immediately go down like most people. I think it would take longer. I think he has more stamina than other people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she'd just absorb his healing factor. Well, he just absorbed, and then once that's absorbed, then no yeah. more healing factor, Definitely. and down he goes. Yeah. Bye bye. Mm. Yeah. Oh, and so uh, we find out that uh, Phoenix doesn't want to give up her new senses and emotions. And Wolverine says, better ask her real nice. (laughs) 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 That that, that doesn't work out. She says, your destiny is at its end, X-Men. The Dark Phoenix has come to destroy you all, commercial break. That was a very clear commercial break, too. <laughs> uh, back from the break, real flames, you guys. You you nailed it. Yes. Here we are again. Yes. Yeah. Just so weird. I just want to know who, what was the what was like the like the choice there. What was like the process? Were there like was that the like guys? the really cool like fade in that was actually like a burn in? Was that the one? Yes, it I was, was like, a burn this in. Is yes, superb filmmaking right here. I was so impressed. Yeah. I, I feel, feel like the I feel director. Like the, oh, sorry, Matt. Go ahead. Yeah, we might be saying the same thing. I was just sort of like, okay, no, this is. They were like saying, like, this is, y'all. This is a big deal. What's happening right here? It's yeah. so big that we have to have like a different kind of tr- scene transition. You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah, they, they they just pulled out all the stops. Yeah, they're, I no, just imagine the director being tormented by his artistic vision. Just like it's not, it's not flames enough. It's like them just being like, what does that mean? flames like real fl- flames <laughs> so like they they got him for him you know right he's like he just keeps saying flames over and over again we don't know and then he says more we give him more flames we don't know what he wants that reminds me of um, Wait, so check I, this out. you guys 
so Matt, you know my my former collaborator and our dear friend uh, Megan Rose, and she's a musician, and mm. she she has an outstanding ear. And we were working on a show together, and I have at least at that time I had like I still don't have a great one, but I had like no musical vocabulary. And so she would play me her ideas, and I would be like, "Can you make it more like Grease?" That was like my number one note. Like, how can it be more like Grease? And she was as fast as her point. She's like, "Can you give me an example?" Like, and then she would be like, "Like this," and it would be like, "Yes, th- that thing you're doing there." And I feel like it was the same thing with this. It's just like wow. fire. Give me fire. That's really funny. So, like, at one of these times when Megan asked you to give her an example, did you ever? say oh would you like me to tell you more oh hey (laughs) (laughs) and then she probably would have just left left the room and she would have been right too she yeah that's true no it was a missed it was a missed opportunity what i learned i could do was i could find the songs whatever they were that had what i was looking for and then i would just point at my computer and Mm. say like this and ah. somehow, because she is much musically smarter than I am, as are most people, I think, uh, she was like, oh, I got you. Nice. Yeah, that yeah. sounds like something Aww. Megan would say. But that's that's really fun. So it was mostly Grease that you wanted, huh? Did you ever find out exactly what it was that from Grease that was, you know, just, that... Just Frankie Valley. Is this all Frankie? Every all Frankie, that one song. Every character. <laughs> I wanted every character to be Frankie Valley. Yeah, basically. No, I think it was kind of the like 60s pop, like lightheartedness sort of thing. Um, mm. That was maybe a little spare. That, so you can tell I don't have the words. I don't. No, hey, I, I feel I, like, I don't I feel like you've come, you've come, you've come a long way here. You Thanks, know, friend. like, yeah, absolutely. No, I think, I think I totally get that makes, that does make sense to me. Uh, what you're saying, the kind of thing you're going for. Thank you. Um, yeah. Anyway, flames, uh, storm calls upon the power of a hurricane. It is no joke. No. Wolverine stabs a tree to keep from being blown away. Big deal. I mean, that's like, I'm like watching this and I'm like thinking this is an AO, this is an area of effect attack that storm is doing and it's hitting everybody right now equally, it seemed. (laughs) Yeah, very much so. And yeah, no, yeah, she, she can't quite. No, go Natalie. Sorry, it was delayed. <laughs> I was gonna say, just it, it seems that she, when she gets real, real large on her um, uh, offense, um, it definitely is it's not as concentrated, uh, maybe in one area. Um, mm-hmm. But the effectiveness, nonetheless, um, is still, you know, it, it, it's useful. It, it, it helps. Agreed. Oh yeah. Agreed. So when Cyclops blasts her, I couldn't believe that she says, "You only provide me with annoyance." Because <laughs> it's like, yeah, they, haven't we all been saying that? Haven't we all been saying that about Cyclops that he's providing <laughs> us with annoyance? Wolverine right. certainly knows what you're talking about. Right. Right. Yeah. And then and then Cyclops said, "No, let me talk to Jean." And Dark Phoenix says, "That was Jean, Scott." That was Jean. <laughs> Ooh, burn. <laughs> that didn't happen. Constant <laughs> listener, that didn't happen. <laughs> so you didn't know. <laughs> Speaking of Jean, we are able to deduce that Jean is working against the Phoenix. Because the Phoenix says, why does the body excite when I struggle to get at them? And so we know that something inside the Phoenix is not preventing the Phoenix to do what she most wants to do. Uh, but she still blessed Storm Yeah, okay, I didn't understand that. Did you okay. notice that when Rogue uprooted the tree to say, get away from her, you witch, did that there were two civilians hiding behind the tree? 
No. Yeah, list or, yeah, or, or sorry, Rose uproots this tree, <laughs> and Mustache Man and Glasses Girl are like peeking out from behind. That this actually did happen, oh. uh, and it's like, too. oh man, they so they they run. Um, yeah. And we're going to see them later in the crowd. Rogue basically uproots the tree, and she's going to battle ram dark phoenix with it but dark phoenix turns it into what appears to be just gold and rogue rather than dropping it just falls back to earth and pins both her and wolverine right oh and then one of my favorite moves beast jumps out of a tree onto dark phoenix and covers her eyes this is a sad display like (laughs) the peekaboo offensive thanks beast (laughs) oh dear indeed uh oh dear (laughs) yeah i mean he can't throw his thesaurus at them no that's true like or or his like uh book of salient quotes Uh, but like that they i think that was gold i think she turned that oak into gold and so like not only did she take out rogue i think she probably also like like tanked the value of gold in one move <laughs> yeah some some lucky new yorker or a tourist became rich that day well i mean probably a bunch of them i mean it's like what are they just gonna sit there and like chunk off you know I, right my question was the quality of it um because i mean mm. gold, you know it, it it's pretty dense so i mean is it 24 karat like is there a higher quality than that that's a good point Where, is it i mean yeah, Are I mean, there that... any jewelers or metallurgists and it, listening? If so, this... get in the comments. Please, we want to know. Right, and is maybe is this an example of some alchemy finally happening? Like, how did she make it gold? What right. the heck? She is <laughs> Phoenix! questions about the gold tree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's it. That's, that's actually a really good question, Natalie. Uh, there's a finite amount of gold in this universe. Because, like, I feel like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, at least in, in, in this particular cartoon, that was the only moment where she transmuted something from one thing to another thing. Everything else just seemed mm-hmm. to be blasted. Mm-hmm. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, is this, mm-hmm. is this like, a, a standard Dark Phoenix power where it does, like, turn one thing to another thing? I think so from the perspective of what comes up later is that the Phoenix – somehow has the powers of the crystal and the crystal you can distort the reality with the crystal oh there you so if it, it, given given that distri- description it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility okay all right okay that checks out then cyclops comes up for a chat you know she says why do you care about this body and he says i love her also can we talk about how much cyclops shouts in like these episodes there's one moment i think it's in the next episode where like he's holding her and shouting (laughs) um but uh cyclops uh, or sorry the dark phoenix says love i do not understand your answer is unacceptable which i think is a great example of someone who like isn't willing to learn anything like Mm -hmm. it's just like i don't don't understand i'm gone <laughs> yeah yeah no i i i wrote that one down too but for some reason i wrote uh, i i do not understand brackets your love <laughs> but yeah yeah she she didn't want to hear it she was not interested Anyway, Cyclops is down. Mm -hmm. Jean comes to herself 
for a moment. Scott, what have I done? She puts his visor back on. She kisses his cheek. I love you, Scott. No matter what the future holds, I will always love you. She weeps, but then the Dark Phoenix takes over again. So, oh, well. Then we get the, the, the civilians, right, Natalie, who you brought up. So meanwhile, yeah. on Central Park West or Fifth Avenue or wherever, the inner circle and a bunch of civilians consisting of number one dreadlock lady who might be Mystique from a previous episode because it sure liked, looked like whom Mystique was morphed into before she met with mm-hmm. Mr. Sinister. Uh, hack guy mm-hmm. showing off his pecs. Glasses girl who was previously hiding behind a tree. Mom and son <laughs> with teddy bear. Beard dude, mustache guy, also from behind the tree. And then I just wrote down young lady. I didn't know how else to describe her. So, uh, yeah, we've got a good cross section of New York. And they watch as the Phoenix (laughs) or the Dark Phoenix takes to the sky. And uh, then we get to see they're not the only ones to notice. Right. So we've got mm-hmm. Dr. Strange in the Sanctum Sanctorum in the East Village. Uh, Thor is on a roof somewhere. Ah, look at them. Oh, my God. So large. (laughs) Read read that. Read that. My tiny notebook paper, I started taking up two to three lines per letter because I was like, wait, what? Hold on. Avengers. OMG. With three whole lines. Doctor Strange. Thor. The Watcher. And then I was like, is that Thor Mamu at the end? I was so confused by that last one. It was the crease. How do I know these characters? It was the Cree Supreme Intelligence. They show up in the next episode. <gasps> okay. Oh, that yeah. makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, Uatu, our watcher, was definitely scoping things out, watching as the name suggests. I was just going to say, I mean, those th- that's really who we need to have fighting the, fe- the Dark Phoenix, because X-Men are severely underpowered to be fighting this kind of foe. Yeah, they, they, need, a, they need Doctor Strange down there. They need, yeah. they need some Thor. So my question like- is, is that I've been watching since the beginning. I don't remember seeing anyone else. So did I miss that happening before? Or is this like a truly they- like we are pulling in everyone noticing? No, they they pulled in. Actually, I think it might even be those shots of Doctor Strange and Thor before during the Phoenix saga. Ooh, so okay. when the Phoenix Fair. kind of becomes when gene becomes the phoenix the uh uh powers of the world notice okay it it was up from time to time we haven't seen spider-man yet but um i think in the first season there's a weird moment it's with it's an episode with bishop where uh some kids are running down the street and one of them says let's go home and play your new cartridge and the cartridge has the punisher on it and it's uh published by a uh, company called marbles marbles (laughs) love marbles video games beautiful Uh, anyway um, she like really blasts off into space right but Mm. a few a few moments ago didn't she say i won't go back to the darkness of space she did. Yeah. yeah. Immediately goes to the darkness ah. of space. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, Her motives She was hungry. She needed a snack. Yeah. 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 Yeah, she was peckish. So the, uh, the X-Men <laughs> revive, and well, we get like one moment of Wolverine saying, Genie, and that's the whole scene. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Uh, so are. here comes here comes the big moment. And they did, I have to say, because it was a Saturday morning kids cartoon, they did pull their punch. Uh, so for anybody who doesn't know in the comics, Phoenix does annihilate an inhabited planet. Like Ooh. that's a really big deal because she killed billions of sentient creatures uh and oh yeah and so that's something that you know riddled gene with guilt and also was a huge reason behind we cannot let her go free uh but because it's a saturday morning cartoon we have an uninhabited star system right wow. so we we Dang. see her blast through the solar system we see jupiter saturn and uh, to your point about the fl- flames uh i have to say these were especially jupiter was like a really beautiful like a beautiful painting like they did a yeah, really nice noted- job on those planets like, this is really artistic yeah i noted that mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and so far away, we, where the Phoenix is headed, we do see a Shi'ar ship with an annoyed captain. He's like, I have to map out these lifeless star systems. And his number one is like, who knows? Maybe one day we shall find something. And here comes the Phoenix. Immediately. <laughs> wow. Yeah, right. So, from from your mouth to Dark Phoenix's ears. I got a question about, <laughs> about this bunch here. Yeah. Are, are yeah, those helmets... It. Is that are those helmets or hair or what's going on? Yeah. So they are not. I may helmets. have forgotten their names and called them 2D men. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. The Shi'ar. Uh, yeah. So the, the it is an approximation of hair. So, you know, the helmet will actually see when Lalandra shows up. Spoiler, Lelandra's going to show up. Uh, what is, so the uh, the Shi'ar are a part avian race, and they are feathers. Oh, okay. Okay, <sighs> that checks out. Okay. Yeah, so that's, that's what's up with, with, the, with the, the hair. Wow, I didn't know they're part avian. That's wild. They are, yeah. What a fun yeah. fact. You know, Those that... natural markings then versus makeup? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. You know, I would have preferred if they would occasionally just let out maybe a caw or a trill or like try to woodpeck or something. Like a, <laughs> start preening. Yeah, yeah, start preening, you know. Lay an egg. On maybe it's, lay, if only Melandra had just showed up and laid an egg. And <laughs> like, just crouched down like, just get caught like. It's like, God, she just did that like nothing happened. (laughs) Oh, it must be avian. Oh, she's a bird. I get it. I get it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So Phoenix just plunges into the sun. The sun goes nova, and the ship is like, we have to stop her. And they call Lalandra. Oh, side note. Did you notice that the Shi'ar ship had standard issue fire extinguishers? They had earth fire extinguishers (gasps) on their ship. (laughs) No. It's a perfected technology. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No. Finer technology exists in the universe for putting out fires. Like that's Remember, it. kids, the pass method. Pull the pin, aim at <laughs> yep. the base, and then sweep side to side. <laughs> it's a classic. It's a Keep that. Oh, that's great. Mm, fresh. And uh, fresh. I, wrote, I, I wrote that the Dark Phoenix uh, blasts away a wing of their ship and they're spinning like Darth Vader at the end of A New Hope. <laughs> so oh. I'm it's like they hit the GTFO button. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say it was very stupid. It was very stupid of them. 
Like, can they just destroy a sun super easy in a couple of moments? Well, no, then, then yeah, exactly, Natalie. GTFO. Uh, like, utter nonsense. Get, go, get out, get out. Ugh, this, this heroic nonsense. God. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> I Holy did make a note, we... by the way, for the fire extinguishers. I just That's... found that oh, in my notes. Nice. I did. You both noticed. I did not. I, I should have. That is the kind of thing. Well, I just I like, had that awareness training, so that's true. It's mm, an unfair advantage for me. Sarah's just awesome. I'm just convenient. <laughs> <laughs> it honestly takes me an hour fifteen minutes to watch and take notes on each of these episodes, so I am I am watching <laughs> with a hawk eye. <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow. Okay. All right. I don't feel as bad then. No, so, don't. Great. Don't. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, the Phoenix. That's is really gone. what's the most important thing here is my feelings. So. Yeah, yep, that's what this podcast is about. Gene, no, Matt's feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I have them. Ugh. All right, please, please carry on. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. So Lelandra gets the call. She is still the empress of the Shi'ar Empire. She looks great. She has this mm-hmm. amazing blue and purple unitard with boots and a choker in this bright magenta shoulderless cloak. What? Oh, that so cloak. So good, right? Mm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Big fan, big fan of that cloak. I want to like, I want to, I want to take a screenshot of that thing and do like the color finder on that cape using Microsoft Paint. <laughs> yeah, get that Pantone. <laughs> no, her no greater compliment. Amazing. I would totally wear that, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. delightful. And we get some real dramatic dialogue. Gladiator says, what has happened, my empress? And Lelandra says, our worst nightmare. Meanwhile, the X-Men at the mansion are having a dinner that I was not able to identify on the Uh, table. Ah, I I think I figured it out. I believe it's a plate of cold cuts. I rewound it. (laughs) I I was like, it's either fat cold cuts or bread and i couldn't figure out which and i'm like is it a sandwich spread were they making sandwiches i think you're right i also thought cold cuts but it seemed thicker than any cold cut should be ridiculous yeah i couldn't tell if it was a meal or just like a conference that they maybe catered right like it was a little bit of both i felt but i like the sandwich idea because you can do that while still kind of conversing about serious things yeah absolutely i think feel like jubilee ordered it like the professor was like order us dinner you're not in this series <laughs> and so this was the result <laughs> like i got subway y'all <laughs> <laughs> and the professor admits that he is not feeling so hot about things he says that unless the phoenix agrees to leave gene's body i see no way to save our friend and cyclops gets mad and yelly because he will not accept that. He simply no. I mean, that's a, imagine that Scott getting yelly. So out yeah. of character. So speak no. up, Scott. Uh, <laughs> so meanwhile, the Phoenix is passing Uranus uh, on her way back to Earth, <clears throat> and Wolverine nice. says, "How do you beat something that can melt you in a split second? And then we have the 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 light bulb goes off in Cyclops's head. That's it." Why hasn't the phoenix melted us? Because Jean has at least some control over the creature. And Beast tumbles down from a monkey bar, which I guess he just has in the dining room? They're yes. just sort of like, like, we need to give Beast things to hang on everywhere mm-hmm. in the mansion. It's Is like those hamster cities, right? They have like the yeah. tubes going through the rooms. Like I kind of feel like maybe he's got that kind of set up in the mansion. 
Just every room has a little little spot for him to dangle or whatever he does. I think that's exactly right. If he's vertically upright, is it even Kink McCoy? I don't think so. No. 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 Uh, and so they he he tumbles down from the monkey bar to propose a quote mnemonic scrambling device unquote, and then he makes huh. one using a very technology forward computer modeling system <laughs> and apparently like a replicator or something again as i've said in a previous episode there's there are just facets of x-men the anime series that should be just called all right <laughs> you know because it's like it doesn't really make a lot of sense but okay 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 wow that that computer and did did i think sure. he just he just like copied and pasted something at some point, I believe, <laughs> and it looked like the and the 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 lettering, the font that they were using was very clearly somebody had just messily drawn it in like a marker. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just wrote, oh. "I don't understand Beast's plan." <laughs> <laughs> Look, are we scrambling put... her brain? Can we take his yeah. thesaurus away, please? They, so they're gonna put yeah, the mnemonic scrambler on her head. It's like it's like a it's like a technology headband, and uh, it's gonna stop her from forming coherent thoughts. And they hope that the phoenix is gonna leave her. Also, I want to call out the cute photo on Beast's computer that says "Love Carly" because in the episode yes. "Beauty and the Beast" last season, he was like. My life is too dangerous. It was like one of the worst episodes. And uh, but his former patient Carly apparently still loves him. So Beast, I think, is holding out on us a little bit. Keeping it. I was like, "Hello, Carly." Mm. (laughs) Cute little, Uh, like, kind of off-the-shoulder number. Oh yeah. yeah. (laughs) Meanwhile, upstairs, Scott and Logan are having bro time in the dome. And Scott faints and Logan catches him, thus duplicating all of the times Jean has fainted and Scott has caught her. That's, aw, that's nice. But Cyclops, <laughs> the reason Cyclops faints is because he can sense that Jean is somewhere near, and it's apparently a child's bedroom that has a stuffed Cyclops in it. Get it, everybody? Uh, <laughs> the look on Matt's face. Matt, what do you think about that? Oh, I just didn't get it. I did not. I didn't oh, you didn't clock good. that it was a I little little cyclops. Wow, I'm, I'm yeah, I got that I'm, Friday vibe right now. Okay, my my brain is I'm I'm ashamed actually. I'm actually a little. Oh. A little <laughs> good. No, good. No. Hey, you know what? Good on you for catching it, Sarah. That's what we'll say. Yeah, uh, but they they so you were the scholar. Mm. Something it's something like that, or the anal retentive person. So good. Uh but yeah, her her childhood bedroom is weird. So it's got a yeah. stuff stuffed cyclops with a club, which begs the question, was that a gift to her later that she just like keeps in her room, or was it early like you're going to love a cyclops? So I have questions about that. Um there's a unicorn, there's a figurine of a centaur playing some sort of wind instrument, there's a poster mm. for a band called the flat bills which was extremely yeah. 70s there's a guy at least one guy with long hair and a mustache and a figure uh holding a, a pole that says arrows like but a-e-r-o-s i don't know anyway i i feel like this was this setting was like an alien coming to earth like or it's like telling ai make a childhood bedroom and this is what they made yeah yes that's it exactly right it was unsettling her childhood bedroom Mm -hmm. was a little unsettling 
And and that's what AI is, right? When you tell AI, like, oh, draw family guy, but in real life, you know, there's something off about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's yeah, yeah, that's that's the, you're that right. Still, is that the realm of Uncanny Valley at that point if it's not a human per se, but it's a setting? Like where's that offshoot? That's a really good question. Oh, um, I don't know. Because yeah, I mean it Uncanny- freaks me out. Yeah, because I mean, uncanny and uncanny valley in general is just about like something that just like, I think in general is supposed to refer to people, right? Like, That's like people. the yeah, like a person but off, and so that kind of like it registers. Uh, it, our brains want to register it as a threat, but it knows it's not a threat, so then it just becomes <laughs> goes into creepy, and that's where the valley is. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny it's like we're fine we're fine we're fine no 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 no, no. we're in the valley no. <laughs> i felt that way about the real life simpsons photos oh, or not photos yeah. but images yeah yeah, yeah. didn't didn't love it did firmly not in, love it firmly in that valley hey speaking of creepy Jean Grey is real creepy in this scene. What's right? happening? Mom, what is happening? Dad, oh, home. The cat Prometheus yeah. doesn't recognize her and flees out the out the window. And when she goes up to her room, there's some sort of old timey beefcake poster on the back of her door. Yes. Oh my god. Then she dances and lays on her bed with the stuffed animal. She picks up the stuffed cyclops and boops his nose, and it goes ee like it's a. It's a squeaky nose. And then a car pulls into the driveway. I feel like I'm describing a dream, right? And then and then this happened. And then this hand, it doesn't make a lot of sense. So a car pulls up into the driveway. And she goes, Daddy, Daddy's home. Daddy. Which we haven't heard that weirdness since uh remember Sleep Grandma in uh Yes in the, the in season one of uh with um Captive Hearts, when yep. when the with the Morlocks, and she's just like, make them go away. It's like that voice, and I don't like it at all. Um, please, mommy. Uh, yeah. So she runs out to the street to meet what she thinks is her dad. Gambit and Professor X emerge from another room with Jean's family in their bathrobes, clearly hiding. Um, her mom, her dad, and her sister Sarah. Smart. It's foggy out on the driveway. The car leaves. Gam- I, I was surprised that Gambit was the one to get the mnemonic scrambler on him. I don't usually consider himself as that A-list to, to get the drop, but good for you, man. Uh, and she throws him and Rogue catches him again. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, he is a thief. Oh, I'm sorry. He's a thief. Thief, yeah. <laughs> that thieving fool. <laughs> that thieving fool probably volunteered to this. And uh, yeah, she like almost immediately overloads the Scrambler circus tree, but Logan's on it, or so we think. And then we get this classic moment. I knew it could come to this. He tackles her and is about to land the killing blow. And Jean tells him, do it quickly while while I still have control, which is just heartbreaking. And I think like really tough stuff for a children's Saturday morning cartoon to watch like one like good guy beg another good guy to kill her. Oh man, they really trusted us. And they wonder why we're in therapy. (laughs) He roars, and then he just biffs it. I can't do it. And then she begs him, please, if you truly love me. And then she's the Dark Phoenix again. So too bad, so sad. Missed your window, flaming window of opportunity. Big old flaming window. Yeah, the whole whole thing was unusual. Like, how, how... 
how did they know that she was going to go to her parents' house? Why did she revert to like a childhood thing? Was that yes. actually Jean or was it like Jean plus Dark Phoenix? And that's why it ended up being kind of childhoody. The whole scene is freaking weird. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why she went home. All I can think, uh, you know, this is just me rationalizing it, is what the yeah, Phoenix sure. is into is sensation. The Phoenix is into experience and sensation. So the Phoenix never had like a childhood. And ah. so probably some of the most potent memories Jean has are of okay. childhood. Phoenix. And Jean probably interiorly like endorses it because that's a place she felt safe. And she's in real oh. dire straits. Love it. That's a great. I, that's a great that's, explanation. That's my theory. Yep. That's my theory. Anyway, more fighting. Gene Kinter, Gene slash the Dark Phoenix continues to just blast everyone, uh, including Professor X, out of his wheelchair. Yeah. And we get that awful moment when she says, you once told Jean Grey that the greatest joy a teacher has is to be surpassed by his own pupil and joy. But then he attacks her mind. Yeah. They're on the astral plane. Uh, and yeah. she brings down a mind avalanche on him. He blasts out of it. He becomes a giant. Again, just like dream stuff, right? He's got armor. Yeah. He's so fighting good. her. Uh, she she wins. and uh, But then we think she wins. Right, the conceit of you humans, the arrogance. Uh, and he begs Jean to help him. She like leaves the phoenix on the astral plane, enjoys him, and they like bury her, bury her in a thingy. And then uh, I guess she's contained. So when they come out of the astral plane, Jean is good Not again and wearing her green outfit. Yeah, and we're and we're set. They did it. They did uh, it. Yeah, and I I noticed that like when Jean is fighting the dark phoenix. She has green eyes, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but then when she's not fighting the Dark Phoenix, she has blue eyes. I mean, I'm assuming that's on purpose. Yeah, I don't necessarily think it's like canon to the comics, but I'm sure it's probably a choice the animators made to differentiate them. Or they just yeah. ran out of paint. Who's to say? Yeah. <laughs> So Jean's family is on the porch, clearly upset. I love that Wolverine just says, Jeannie, and then he walks away and we don't see him for a little bit. <laughs> so upset. And then we, Professor X says, the strength of Jean's mind is truly awesome. And uh, Jean Grey and Cyclops make out. She says, hi, four eyes. And he says, hi, yourself, tiger. And then they go at it. <laughs> But uh-oh, uh-oh, here this? comes the Shi'ar. Oh, they boy. beam down, Lelander's in full armor, and Professor X is basically like, why didn't you telepathically call me? Uh, but she's not there. The, you know, on, this is business. This is not pleasure. Charles Xavier, it is the decision yep. of the High Council of the Shi'ar Empire that the being known both as the Phoenix and Jean Grey must be destroyed. For the sake of all that live, Jean Grey must perish. <gasps> Oh man, to be continued. No. So, so Natalie, this being your first time watching this, like, what did you think about all this? It was so much to handle and like process and take in. Like, she's a like a bonafide badass. So I'm kind of like upset that Dark Phoenix is inevitably going to end. Right? Like, I I see I see the cards are on the table. I see where we're going with this. <laughs> And I'm bummed because she's finally like a real, she's a real character. Um, I just, 
finally we get something from Jean, you know, and then it's, I know it's going away and she'll just be an accessory again. And so I'm really enjoying this. And um, I feel bad for her family who were completely mute and silent and always in the background during this mm-hmm. episode. And I, I feel like maybe just a, a little, you know, Oh no, darling, why, you know, anything, yeah. but nothing. Nope. They were just there. Um, things happened to them. They were not active participants. Um, delightful um, use of all sorts of chicanery as far as I'm concerned for, yep, I believe that we are here now and that makes total sense and all the things. Like, it really carried me along. I took terrible notes because I kept watching because I was like, this is great! I'm like, oh, shit, wait, no, pause, hold on. That's right, I didn't write anything down for like 12 seconds. I missed so much, you know, and I have to go back. So, yeah, it's awesome. Worth also- it, worth the wait so far. Yeah! I also want to compliment you on a beast level word, chicanery. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> For real though, I'm going to take his thesaurus. I'm going to hit him with it several mm. times if I ever, ever end up in that universe. Because, bro, calm down. Just stop. Roll it back. Stop. Slow your roll. Slow your roll. Just, Matt, any last just, thoughts? Just, any, just dial anything it back. you didn't get to share that was on your mind? Oh, let's see. Uh, question. At one point, I like, uh, it was apparently after. Cyclops mentioned his psychic rapport with uh, Gene. The Phoenix mm-hmm. laughed, and apparently I, I was tickled by the laugh because all I said was "OMG, that Phoenix laugh." But let's see here. Yeah, no, I mean that's uh, that's good enough. I enjoyed the ominous fog, and uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty. That was nice and spooky. Uh, nope. All right, now we can move on. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Much appreciated. Uh, now that the next item on the agenda, I Jean know before we end our, our episodes, we always like to give out a couple of awards. And, you know, I, I mean, if Jean Grey Dark Phoenix doesn't get the Oscar, I don't know who does. Uh, but did you all have any mm-hmm. additional thoughts on who gets the Oscar for this episode? No. Dark no, Phoenix. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, this like that, like, because it was the same voice actor for Dark Phoenix and Jean, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, phenomenal. Amazing. She did such a great job. And That's for cool. for MVP, I'm actually going to go with Rogue for catching Gambit all those times. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. And, and catching him in the storm's hurricane so he didn't fly away. Yep. My, my note actually is exactly Rogue is MVP today. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. I'm in full agreement. <laughs> great minds. Great minds. Any favorite lines in here? I mean, there's one. There's That's one it. favorite line. You know there's it. Just, there's just the one. I hate ducks. Absolutely. Ducks. There's no ducks. other choice. There's ducks. no other choice ducks. in this episode. No. No. That's a, no. That's a runaway win. Yeah. Awesome. Well, friends, thank you for joining for season three, episode 16, The Dark Phoenix Saga, part three, The Dark Phoenix, kind of a New York, New York situation, but that's that's fine. And uh, yeah, if you want to follow the the podcast, you can find us on Instagram at gene-no with four O's. We will see you next time for season three, episode 17, The Fate of the Phoenix. Gene! No! An X-Men The Animated Series podcast. 